Arcane Gearsmith and Dragon Scribe Entertainment present Amazing Microfiction Season 1 Episode 5 Hello, and thank you for listening. I'm your host, Michael C. Miller, author and Gearsmith. Alright, I just have a few announcements this week. Our new website is up and running at AmazingMicroFiction.com. It has more information about both me, some of my past projects, and the podcast. Check it out. For the time being, I will continue to duplicate new posts on the old WordPress site for your convenience. Second, I have also created a Twitter account at AGearsmith. I post almost daily Twitter fiction, stories with up to 140 characters in length, and occasionally will post my random musings as well. You can follow me by clicking on the follow button in the sidebar of the website or towards the bottom of the website for mobile users. Let's get back to the podcast. In each episode, I choose stories from my own genre-based microfiction and read those selections to you like they were audiobooks. Sometimes these stories may be incomplete, but in general, they are meant to convey ideas to you, the listener. New listeners may ask, what is microfiction? Well, microfiction generally refers to short stories between 50 and approximately 300 words in length. There is some debate over this, but for our purposes, we will keep our selections to under 300 words. This week, I have selected three of my newest stories to read for you. Selection 1. Protector. 286 words in length. Hokar crouched on a high limb of a gutwood tree, watching the pack of jack wolves far below. He spotted the creatures while he was hunting along the deep forest game trail. The trail led to a series of small ponds fed from an underground stream. It was perfect, a hunter's paradise. The wolves were slowly and cautiously coming up the trail behind the other animals. The pack had spread out like a fan to prevent any prey from escaping. These were dangerous creatures, best left to themselves. Hokar knew that this was how the wilds were. There were predators and prey, the strong and the weak, and he knew that he should not interfere with the cycle, no matter how much he wanted to. He was a protector of the wilds, not its nursemaid. From his vantage point, he could not see the wolves' prey. Hokar cursed the Earth Mother. He was small and moved effortlessly, climbing spider-like across the forest canopy. After several long minutes, Hokar managed to find the source of the jack wolf's behavior. At the leading edge of the pond was a small bundle of blankets and cloth. It had been deliberately placed at the head of the trail. Without a doubt, someone wanted the child found, not devoured by a pack of ravenous wolves. The child cried, its sorrowful tone reaching Hokar's ears. Hokar leapt into motion. He jumped from the tree and glided on thermals of air until he reached the child. He landed mere feet from the baby, his large feathery wings tucked behind his back. The wolves watched as the strange creature took the human baby into its arms and flew up out of the forest. Selection 2. Summoned. 
294 words in length. Jarrow had been summoned to meet the elders. He had been on the borders of the wilds, keeping watch on the new intruders, the ones with the strange metal horses. They had burned the outer village with their strange weapons, killing many of his people, including his blood brother Jack. Jarrow approached the small group of earthen lodges at the center of the village. He entered the largest of the buildings, the elders' council chamber. It was dark inside, with only a single fire burning for light. Norell saw Jarrow and motioned for him to join him next to the fire. Jarrow sat and waited. He watched as Norell, the chief elder, began tracing ancient symbols into the sand-covered ground. A blessing ceremony. Jarrow sat more rigid, his pride showing at being chosen. Norell nodded to himself and continued drawing glyphs in the sand. The first was Loak, spirit of safety. It was a prayer for protection, often used before a hunt. It protected him from evil spirits and enemies. Next came Niku, the mother spirit, spirit of healing and balance. The mother spirit embraced the blessed one, giving him peace of mind, balance of thought, and the gift of healing. Lastly, the elder drew the symbol of Korak, the spirit of justice and of vengeance. Hero looked up to meet the eyes of the elder. There was a twinkle of amusement in them. How had he known? The elder smiled back at Jero. Norell pulled out a small leather pouch of crystal dust and slowly covered the symbols. The elder nodded to Jero. Jero closed his eyes and began singing the song of renewal. The elder waited for the song to begin again, then joined his raspy voice to the song. Selection 3. Assassins. 299 words in length. Jared watched the rooftops. He had heard nothing but the cry of the meat vendor and the murmur of the crowd for over an hour. His stomach rumbled. A meat pie sounded rather tasty at the moment. He sighed, choosing duty over hunger. He was up on top of the church bell tower, crouching next to the body of the sniper he had just killed. There had been no scream, only the gargle of blood as Jared slit his throat. From this vantage point, he could see the entire street. Below, the children chased a helpless mutt, the shopkeepers sold their wares, and the crowd milled in anticipation. The people were gathering for Trenel, a festival that celebrated the right of rule and the swearing-in of a new regional governor. Guardsmen from all over the city had began to arrive in the town square, securing the Arab with their typical lack of enthusiasm. The more people gathered below, the more Jared concentrated on the rooftops. There would be other assassins hiding in the shadows. A roar went up from the milling crowd as the governor's entourage arrived. He would walk from the coach to the speaking platform. That was when the assassins would fire. Off to his right, Jared saw the light reflect off a blue-gray gun barrel. The assassin had given his position away. Jared turned, raised his rifle, and fired. A moment later, the assassin fell from a nearby roof, his body just missing the meat pie vendor. Jared had found two of the three rumored assassins. He smiled. Below, the carriage had arrived. 
The governor-elect stepped from the carriage, and Jared aimed and fired, the governor's head exploding into a mist of red vapor. Jared's stomach rumbled. It was time for a meat pie. I hope you've enjoyed the selections this week. Thank you for tuning in to Amazing Microfiction. This is a bi-weekly podcast, but we will be adding extra episodes when we get some spare time. If you've enjoyed this podcast or have any questions, please let me know. Once again, you can visit our new website at amazingmicrofiction.com or follow me on Twitter at agearsmith. Thank you for listening. This podcast is copyright 2018 by Michael C. Miller and Dragon Scribe Entertainment. All rights reserved. The selected readings were works of fiction. Any resemblance to names, events, ideas, locations, and characters or persons living, dead, or fictional is entirely coincidental.